Welcome to the Paranormal News Insider for the week of April 20th, 2021. It's a lot of twos. Uh, Episode 476 officially. And this is your host, as always, Dr. Brian D. Parsons. And we are live on the Paranormal King radio network at ParanormalKing.com. And tonight, yes, it's the, uh, I don't know why everyone gets always so excited about April 20th for some reason every year, but uh, people are excited. Uh, we got a, a new debut that we'll talk about tonight on television, paid TV. Uh, but tonight we got all kinds of weird stories. Uh, just just really weird, fringy stuff on the strange corners of the paranormal. Not just straightforward paranormal stuff. Really fringy, weird stuff. That's the only way I can describe tonight's show. Just a lot of weird stuff. And... Like I said, uh, we've got uh, talk about a new TV show that just came out today. It's uh, all over the news. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I did watch something new on the paranormal, and it has to do with that story. Uh, I, I elected to watch something different other than the, the popular one that everyone else is, uh, dare I say it, partaking in today. But we'll get that to that here in a second, but we're going to kick off cryptid news we can talk about baby dinosaurs yeah baby dinosaurs uh, seen in florida that's crazy that was uh, enough to hook me when i saw that headline uh, a woman in florida claims that she has a baby dinosaur on video uh, so yeah a really strange story out of palm beach florida involves yes a woman no florida man story here i was kind of Kind of upset to to not have uh, to be able to start off a story saying Florida man. Uh, But yeah, a Florida woman and her uh, security camera. That's the story here. Uh, Christina Ryan was reviewing her home security footage outside of her home and noticed a strange creature running by the camera at 340 in the morning. And the creature appears to have a long tail. And appears to be running on its back legs. Uh, She also feels the creature has front arms as well. Uh, Her thought, of course, I've already said it. uh, So she says, quote, any animal we can come up with that would be walking at 340 in the morning wouldn't walk this way. Maybe I've watched Jurassic Park too many times, but I see a raptor or other small dinosaur, unquote. And uh, if you've not seen the video, uh, it's pretty grainy. I mean, it's it's pretty much what you expect out of a uh, kind of a cheap home home security system. It's not the best. It's a little grainy, uh, a little blurry. Uh, but uh, I, you know, like I've said about the Loch Ness monster stuff, it does the job. It gets people seeing what they want to see, and I think that's the thing here because there's a lot of debate in in the chat room there. I've thrown a uh, an image. First, uh, the left is um, just kind of a cropped portion of that video where this thing is running through the scene uh, when it's initially seen. 
and then the right is kind of zoomed in. It makes it uh, Im almost impossible to really tell what this thing is. Um, I think, you know, that's part of the mystery, and it's kind of like the Loch Ness Monster. There's so many videos and uh, pictures that are so ambiguous, the viewer basically decides what they see. And, of course, with this story having a little popularity, a little traction out there, uh, yeah, I think part of the problem is uh, you can see the tree is in focus, and I think it messed up the camera. Granted, it's not a very good-looking camera anyway from what I see. Uh, the video has inspired, of course, all sorts of Internet sleuths to come out of the corners and uh, come forward with their explanations. Of course, everybody's an expert on the Internet. Everybody knows the answer, and everyone else is wrong. Yeah, of course, that's that's how it is. Uh, so far, we have a dog wearing a harness, a dog wearing a poncho, because that happens all the time, a Komodo dragon or iguana. So again, this is Florida, so that's not completely uh, out of the ordinary. It's not very common, but yeah. Uh, we also have a monitor lizard dragging a capture rope, because they say that you can see a rope in there. I just think that's part of the refresh of the camera, personally. Uh, and, of course, we also have a peacock. A peacock running around Florida, of course. Um, and that seems to be uh, about it. There's uh, some other things, but these are the ones that I've seen mentioned at least twice, or a lot of people have agreed with. Um, and, of course, everybody has specific details they see in the video, like a capture rope or um, a harness or front arms or all these things that people claim to see uh, all i see is really blurry motion and again in that uh, screen capture all you see is just blurry pixelation moving through uh, you see this shape which does look like a little raptor it does uh however um i, I think a tail would move on a dinosaur granted we've never seen a dinosaur i have no idea exactly how a dinosaur would run uh we're used to seeing them in tv and movies where the tail is pretty much straight out but a creature with a long tail like that i don't think it's going to hold it straight out i think it's going to move a little bit and i think that's kind of short to be a dinosaur tail uh, i've also seen jurassic park probably too many times i saw it when i first came out i've read the books michael craig um yeah it's a little too short to be your average dinosaur tail. So I'm going to discount the dinosaur hypothesis at this point, in my opinion. And I'll throw my two cents in. So everyone else has said all these weird things. I'll throw out what I think it is. And I'm going to go with a turkey. And granted, uh, I've seen uh, this weekend I was out, uh, took a little time off away from work, away from the world and Went out to a little cabin out in the middle of nowhere, and yeah, I saw some turkeys. So uh, maybe I've got turkey on the brain. But uh, yeah, kind of look like the trot of a turkey when they're, uh, you know, they're they're not really well. I guess they kind of run. They run kind of fast. But uh, to me, it looks like the trot of a turkey the way it's moving. Now, granted, uh, the tail seems kind of pointy, and uh, a hen, a turkey's got a, a wide, flat tail. But remember, we're looking at a night vision camera. So this kind of messes up what you're seeing. 
uh, changes perspective a little bit because of, of being night vision. And a lot of people aren't used to looking at night vision. It kind of messes you up a little bit. Uh, colors a little bit different and and details a little different than what you'd see if this was actually uh, a daytime shot or even lit up at night. And yeah, it's really grainy. And the picture is a bit blurry, so the details are not as clear as what we'd like them to be. And to be able to actually make some sort of genuine hypothesis versus just throwing uh, darts, basically just guessing by this blurry shape running through. And personally, I'd love to see a daytime shot of the same scene. Uh, I'm sure she could do that. Uh, just give a, a nice just screen cap, put something there in the, in the spot there on that corner, whatever that is. Uh, something that we can, we know the dimensions of to kind of get a, a better sense of scale. That would certainly help. Um, uh, maybe a, another camera, or maybe a vigil out at night uh, to see what happens. Uh, to see if anything runs by. Um, I'm not so sure about a dog. You know, I'm, I'm sticking with turkey. I kind of have gone back and forth between turkey and maybe a dog uh, but I, I i don't think that uh yeah i don't think that's a dog wearing a poncho or whatever they said uh would gonna have gonna have to go no on that one and uh i don't know but again uh, sometimes mysteries just go on to be mysteries and maybe we'll never know no matter uh, what this person does i have a feeling the story is just going to fade away like a lot of stories like this too, but uh, would really like to come to some sort of conclusion. If it is a turkey, probably not going to come back again. Uh, I've seen random turkey run through neighborhoods where I used to live and places uh, they live maybe about a mile away, but all of a sudden I just saw this turkey running through uh, a complex and I was like, why is there a turkey running through here? So you never know where you're going to find one. Sometimes they just get a little weird and run around. So you never know. As far as this being a dinosaur, well, one of my favorite sayings is a, uh, a medical slang term uh, called uh, zebra. So if you hear the word zebra in, in the medical field, um, it comes from uh, Theodore Woodward, who said in the 1940s, uh, he's a professor, uh, was a professor at the University of Maryland School of Medicine. He told his medical interns, when you hear hoofbeats behind you, don't expect to see a zebra. And that's basically saying that, uh, you know, you see a, a person with certain symptoms, don't jump to uh, a rare disease. You know, look at the simple explanations first. Uh, so this is basically falling in line with Occam's razor. That says, with uh, competing hypotheses, the one that makes the fewest assumptions is probably the most correct. Uh, so, yeah, one would see, would expect to see a horse in Maryland way before you ever see a zebra. Probably wouldn't see one unless it escaped from a zoo. And we would probably see a dog or a turkey in Florida long before a dinosaur. Then again... Um, Geez, it is Florida, and uh, exotic animals are dumped here more than pretty much anywhere. Snakes and you know iguanas, you know all these things that were mentioned, 
Yeah, they're running around, unfortunately, down there in Florida. And then again, uh, to uh, take a little bit from Jurassic Park, maybe life has found a way. Yeah. All right, so let's get to that TV show that I kind of teased here a little bit uh, a couple of minutes ago. So we often talk about movies and television shows here on the show, on the Paranormal News Insider. Every now and again, something new comes out or or a show ends and I don't know why, but we like it. We like the media. Uh, television seems to shape our opinions and our thoughts about the paranormal. And it's a pretty popular way for people to get uh, into the field or uh, get uh, a little excitement, maybe a little energy to get back out there and to do things. It's a form of expression. And uh, I'd say more people watch movies and television shows than they do read books, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, as much as I like to read, I'm just as guilty. I don't think anybody reads more than they watch anything anymore in this day and age. And yeah, television shows, movies have shaped our beliefs, whether we realize it or not. Uh, you could take things like Ouija boards, for example. I, I just saw half the audience cringe. Yeah, Ouija boards, thanks to movies like The Exorcist. That completely changed the way people perceive Ouija boards. People didn't fear them half as much as what they do now. And uh, uh, ghost hunting, thanks to movies like Ghostbusters and the television show Ghost Hunters. And the 300 other copies that followed those or that show uh, really brought a lot of people to that field. And there's not a couple of weeks that go by any time of the year that some movie comes out that talks about aliens in one form or another. Let me think about it. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, movies involving aliens take up five of the top ten highest grossing movies of all time. Of course, the top two, Avatar, and of course, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe owns, I think, uh, two or three movies in the top ten. And uh, with Marvel and DC Cinematic Universes, Star Wars movies, uh, Transformers. These are robots coming from another planet. And uh, movies like Independence Day and E.T. the Extraterrestrial. What, gets, uh, what doesn't get more extraterrestrial than a movie called Extraterrestrial? Uh, all those making the top 100. I think it's about uh, almost 30. I think it's 39 movies in the top 100 are from those franchises or individual movies. That's almost 40% of movies dealing with aliens that are the highest grossing movies. So uh, our, you know, our culture and our beliefs are, are, are shaped by this, and we're entertained by these things. Uh, but what about cryptozoology? I don't really think there's anything in the top 500, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to do some digging. Uh, but... In cryptozoology, uh, as far as it's concerned, in the uh, the media, such as movies and television shows, Bigfoot. Bigfoot is the king. Uh, obviously, uh, Bigfoot has appeared in more movies, commercials, television shows. A highly marketable creature, and you don't have to pay anybody anything. I think that's the big allure. You just got to get some shaggy thing, and it's yours. Nobody's copyrighted it, trademarked it. Uh, it's free to use, and it's uh, relatively safe. He hasn't offended anybody, or he or she hasn't offended anybody yet, uh, done anything wrong, hasn't posted anything on Twitter. 
to do anything wrong. So you're really free to use that creature as much as you want. And it's uh, Bigfoot's been appearing on the big screen a lot more recently. Must have a, a better agent than uh, back in the 70s. And uh, the website uh, Datebook from the San Francisco Chronicle recently published the story by Jeff Rounder titled, Where is Bigfoot? Four movies and TV shows hunt for the elusive creature. And normally I just kind of, I see these headlines and maybe I'll read the story, uh, but I move on. Uh, everyone's intelligent enough to, to know what's going on in, in TVs and movies. And I, I didn't think I'd see anything uh, new or different, but uh, I did want to talk about uh, this show uh, that's coming out today. And it uh, takes place in California. And uh, California is pretty high pun intended, uh, up on anyone's list to find Bigfoot and was the home for the Patterson-Gimlin film, of course. And this first movie on the list is hitting Hulu today and it's called Sasquatch. If you haven't heard of it, uh, you'll eventually hear about it. Uh, stories are, are running rampant right now. Uh, all day today, there was all sorts of uh, releases and, and uh, stories about this. Uh, three-part series that uh, broke today. Uh, yes, today, April 20th, 420. I, I don't know what, what the coincidence is. Why would you release on a Tuesday on 420? Well, well there's a reason for that. Uh, this one is going to generate a lot of attention as investigative journalist David Holthouse combines Bigfoot, true crime, and pot farms. What a great combination. It's going to get uh, a lot of viewers with those three. Uh, a lot of true crime stuff is uh, very popular on uh, Hulu and Netflix. And, of course, Bigfoot is always a draw. Well, most of the time. Depends on who's producing this stuff. Uh, but uh, this is a good combination. Uh, although, from what I've read, it might just take a little wind out of the sails of the Bigfoot saga. Uh, because it's not completely focused on Sasquatch the way you think it is, as the title would seem. But uh, from what I've been reading and hearing, uh, it's definitely worth watching. And I probably I haven't watched it yet, but I'll probably uh, partake tonight. Or at least the next few days, uh, I'll watch this series. Uh, hopefully next uh, next week we can talk about this. But uh, um, it's going to be big. And it's probably going to be one of the top shows on Hulu uh, for the next week or so. And it's, it's going to generate a, a lot of discussion. And interestingly enough, some cryptozoologists have talked about this uh, with the uh, northwest portion of California uh, being the biggest spot for Bigfoot sightings, but also the largest concentration uh, in a very lush area, perfect area for growing uh, pot. So... What's the coincidence? What's the uh, what connects all this stuff? Um, and that's what uh, that's what they investigate. And also uh, starts out with uh, a murder, uh, triple triple murder. So that's exciting stuff. Uh, so I'll I'll definitely be watching that. Uh, the second one on their list of four Bigfoot movies to to watch. Uh, it's one I haven't felt like watching for some reason. I don't know why it's it's there. Some of my favorites list. I just uh, have not gotten around it. Just a lot of other, I think, more 
I don't want to say more important, but other things I'd rather watch at this point. It's called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Uh, this one came out back in 2018. It's been out for a while. Uh, it's also available on Hulu. Uh, it's still on my list of much-watched movies. i got to be really bored and out of everything else uh, to watch. It's kind of caught up on most stuff right now, but uh, I still have other stuff in front of it at this point. Uh, the third one on the list uh, actually launched back in 1972 and I guess could be considered the most successful Bigfoot production movie of all time. One of my favorites, of course. Uh, maybe that's why I think it's the most successful, but uh, it's called The Legend of Boggy Creek. And weird, we just talked about that last week, and it chronicles the real-life incidents of Falk, Arkansas, and in uh, 2019... This original movie was remastered. I haven't seen the remastered version yet. And, you know, this is a kind of a cult classic. And, you know, it, it may not be the, the best cinematic piece ever created. Uh, but uh, this movie uh, is said to have inspired such films as The Blair Witch Project, which that movie there really changed the paranormal. That, that movie there brought in a lot of people from the paranormal it's it's one of the most highly underrated uh tv shows or movies that have shaped the paranormal everyone focuses on uh 2004's ghost hunters tv show with uh, the birth of the influx of people but man the blair witch project i remember getting so many emails about that people wondering if it was real um and it also inspired the popular uh, found footage type of movies that were popular there for a little while. And uh, it also helped a lot of people become interested in the field. I and mean, there's a handful of cryptozoologists uh, down south that uh, say that that movie really inspired them to get into the paranormal. Um, the uh, fourth movie on this list is uh, one, I, I got to admit, I actually didn't hear this one, and I kind of felt um, weird that uh, I didn't know this. I didn't hear this, but uh, apparently it's not that popular of a show. Uh, after reading about the plot synopsis of the story, I actually felt compelled to watch this. Uh, it's on Netflix, so uh, I pulled it up, and I said, you know, you know what, I got an hour and 25 minutes. I'll just watch this thing. Uh, this is called Pottersville. If you've not seen it, uh, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, I have to say, despite the low scores on Rotten Tomatoes and the Internet Movie Database, I, I actually think it was a great movie. Uh, it's a good combination. I mean, yeah, it's not the it's not the uh, it's not the thickest plot. It's not going to keep you guessing. It's not the uh, the most dramatic and action packed movie you're going to find. Nothing blows up really, uh, but. All in all, I think it was uh, a great combination of the uh, the comedy, the belief, the hysteria behind a Bigfoot sighting, and uh, the way they poked fun at television shows and cryptozoology uh, was totally awesome, and that made it completely worth watching right there. And... Uh, it's uh, it's actually themed around Christmas, and a lot of people say that it's not a Christmas movie. 
despite the the movies and the snow and the focus on that. But I think the underlying theme and the closure of this movie really could justify this being lumped in as a Christmas movie. Uh, even the name Pottersville, of course, is uh, that's uh, tied into a famous Christmas movie. A little trivia there. And uh, it also makes a good date movie, too. It's, there's a little romance mixed in there and a little bit of feel-good you didn't see coming. It kind of hits you, so you might want a, a little tissue there. Um, it also kind of reminded me of the movie. I'll throw a fifth one in here for you guys. Uh, reminded me of the movie The Sasquatch Gang. I really like that sh- that uh, show. That well, I guess it's a movie. And the uh, the accidental fame created by a hoax. So in, in that one, uh, there was a hoax, and it created uh, a lot of people to come into this town and so-called experts that came in to investigate, which I, I thought was hilarious the way they portrayed that. Uh, I think there were a little bit more laughs, but uh, Pondersville is still very, very entertaining, especially if you're in the, into uh, cryptozoology at all. And I personally think it's about as realistic as you can get with this topic while still entertaining anybody uh, who enjoys Bigfoot paranormal television shows. And uh, like I said, it makes it, it might make a pretty good date movie, although there's a little bit of weirdness uh, when it comes to people dressing up in costumes, namely animal costumes. And uh, I'll just leave that right there. This is a family show. Uh, there's also a little bit of focus on drinking alcohol. But all in all, it's a pretty quick and decent list of movies. Granted, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, I think, Bigfoot-wise, that were much better than all this. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it was a nice little story. I think really that was there to play off the Sasquatch movie that uh, debuted, or series, docu-series, that broke uh, today. So, we're going to move into UFO news. Not the best segue I've ever had. So, uh, moving into your next segment. Not a good way, kids. If you're taking notes on how to do a a show uh, breaking your segments in by saying so. Not the best way to do things. Write that down. So yeah, UFO news this week. Uh, if you've paid attention to the paranormal news at all, you've seen that the big story in the paranormal this week, as far as UFOs are concerned, it seems like every headline uh, that I've seen, uh, you look at uh, some of the popular paranormal news things, they, they've been focusing on this in the last couple of days. Uh the government, U.S. government, admitting that the leaked videos that we've seen the last uh, week or so uh, were in fact filmed by the U.S. Navy. Shocker. Uh, if you've listened to the show last week, you already knew that. You already knew that. So it's not new news to you. Uh, what I've also noticed is that there's some headlines that state the government is admitting that there are UFOs, which is kind of uh, it's kind of a loaded statement. It's all kind of misinterpreted, or I should say misrepresented, of the actual news. Uh, yeah, it's unidentified flying objects, but when you use that term, it's generally applied that these are aliens from uh, another world so uh yeah 
But uh, I don't think that's the case. We'll have another story on that. And I did break down the night vision triangle video last week. So if you missed that, uh, last week's archive, uh, I really dive into that in, in what I believe it was. And when I first saw it, I kind of looking at it kind of funny and I, I noticed some things that happened first and I kind of said it and I couldn't remember what the word was, but I knew it was kind of a visual illusion. And when I started doing research, I saw that it was uh, a lot of other people were jumping on the Boca bandwagon. And of course, that's what I think it is. And it's weird that a lot of people are totally flabbergasted by this video and they feel this is true, truly a, a, a flying triangle. Uh, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, and nor do I think it's truly unidentified. I think if you, uh, there was any other video taken at the time, you would definitely tell that this was actually just an airplane. Uh, but it seems the government and the general public are convinced. But why? Uh, one thing that the military has done, especially recently, is step up their efforts with anti-drone technology. Uh, the reason for this is that many of the incursions that are reported and probably ones that aren't are more than likely spy drones that are either foreign or domestic. And personally, uh, I'll throw this out there as my only, my only opinion on this thing. It's not uh, what I've read. Uh, well, I guess I have read. Eh, some people have said the same thing. I think personally that uh, a lot of these videos are leaked on purpose. Now, granted, uh, whatever you do on the deck of a Navy ship, unless it's uh, top secret stuff or you're signing disclosures, really the, the – I guess they could come after you. They could court-martial you, but um, you know, obviously this was turned over to the, the, the Department of the Navy. Otherwise, they wouldn't have recognized this as their own footage. So obviously this was turned in. I'm not sure – what type of investigation they actually did. I think they really know what happened. You have to be completely crazy to uh, get this after what had happened on the ship and not have other cameras and other information that you could uh, correlate with this and figure out exactly what happened here. Uh, so for this to be leaked to the public and some of the other stuff leaked to the public, personally, I think it was done on purpose uh, because I think most of the videos that were leaked actually have very plausible explanations. They're aware of it. They understand it. Uh, I think they're just gauging how the general public will see all these videos and how they'll react to it. And of course, what the interpretations are. And I think a lot of this is geared toward this individual story. So the armed forces recently tested new anti-drone technology known as counter Small unmanned aerial vehicles. They're really going to have to work on that. Uh, these tests are an effort to combat small commercial drones, which can be modified to carry reconnaissance equipment or even munitions. With this uh, doing so, they can uh, actually gather information or even destroy a target. And having small radar signatures being hard to detect and are also very hard to shoot down due to being such a small target that can move unpredictably. Uh, it's not the first time we've talked about this. We've talked about this, uh, I know, last 
last fall after all these show or these uh, stories started showing up all over the place. Uh, this is a uh, an ongoing thing. A couple of years ago, we had the uh, Colorado drone incidents, and the same thing was being talked about about commercial drones being able to be tracked, and whether or not this was uh, you know a, go- a government stunt or you know these stories are just drummed up to create support for this. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Um, Former acting U.S. Secretary of Defense Christopher C. Miller says, quote, small unmanned aircraft systems were previously viewed as hobbyist toys. But today it is evident that the potential for hazards or threats has the ability to impact the joint force, unquote. So these small drones, they can fly in as individuals. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have flown uh, drones. Uh, I've flown uh, a couple in my days, one really cheap one and one decent one. Um, now, these drones can also meet up in swarms to attack vulnerable targets, such as radar installations. Uh, these drones don't have to look like you know the regular ones you see in the store with uh, two or three, four propellers that are bought by hobbyists. Uh, they can be a lot bigger. And they can be designed in all types of shapes and sizes. Take that. And uh, think about that for a second. All sorts of shapes and sizes. Uh, so I believe, again, these threats, which led to the announcement of wanting more UAP slash UFO reports taken by military personnel. So we focused on the UFO aspect. But reality, I think... And I've said it before when this broke uh, earlier that uh, I really think the government is concerned about these drones or other technology that's being used by other governments or even our own uh, people within our in the United States that are using uh, these different tools to uh, spy on on the government or the military. And I think they're genuinely concerned. They don't want people thinking that they're going to be uh, called out as crazy. For turning in uh, strange videos or strange reports of uh, anomalous-looking vehicles that can't be explained, because they probably feel that it's, this is a real threat, and these uh, real threats could be coming from foreign and even domestic entities, and I, I would think that far less from alien technology that. Uh, that have caused these recent concerns and these videos. Uh, and again, it could be the government is using the leak of information to get people to focus on aliens as a threat to gain more support. You know, more people are obviously we're all afraid of that stuff. And as, as I said earlier, all these movies, our culture, you know, all these movies are based on our fear of aliens and, and alien takeovers and, uh, aliens doing things to us. So what a better way to get our attention than to create an alien threat, whether it's uh, real or not, which I don't think it's credible. I just think that's our, their way of getting our attention, kind of using our conspiracy theories against us. And for this to gain a little more support for the use of anti-technologies or to... Uh, kind of twist the screws down on hobbyist drones, which should have been done a long time ago. Uh, you know, I remember when 
they were talking about uh, people having to register drones and people were flipping out because you could buy these things uh, over the counter already without any kind of problem. And then all of a sudden we just start uh, enacting laws and things uh, after the fact, where it should have been done in the beginning, I think. It would have made things a little softer. Uh, but now they're talking about uh, installing uh, IDs. So whenever you're flying your drone, uh, government agencies can instantly identify who owns that drone and uh, what type of drone it is and what frequency it's flying on. So they could shut it down at will in case it uh, does cross into uh, airspace of, let's say, an airport uh, or a military installation, which I kind of get, but it's a lot of people are also crying it's an invasion of privacy. Uh, but again, if you're gonna if you're gonna partake in that kind of thing, I think I've said the word partake too many times tonight. I think I've I've hit my limit. Uh, if you're gonna do that kind of thing, you're gonna use that kind of technology. You know, I think there should be limitations, especially when they are potentially as dangerous as what they are. And uh, so far, uh, these. Uh, Drone hobbyists, I haven't heard much from them uh, since the uh, all the Colorado stuff came down and the FAA wanting to regulate things. You know, it was a little a bit of an uprising, but you haven't heard much from that contingency. And uh, I don't know, just kind of gotten quiet. But now we're talking about a little bit more of the anti-drone technology and you know, again, I don't think the the uh, enemy is aliens. You know, all this talk, all this focus on UFOs and aliens, uh, I don't think that's really uh, should be really the focus. I think uh, the real enemy could be China, could be Russia, could be North Korea, could be even here in the United States. And speaking of UFO sightings. Here in Ohio, uh, I live in Northeast Ohio, uh, just north of Akron. Uh, Ohio is no stranger to UFO sightings. We've got uh, plenty ourselves. And all you got to do is look up Ohio UFO sightings and you'd be amazed at some of the stuff that's happened. Uh, but they don't generally happen in broad daylight on the freeway uh, or strapped to the back of a tractor trailer. But on Sunday afternoon, an unidentified non-flying object, as described by the local media, uh, was observed on the back of a tractor trailer moving slowly down Interstate I-76 uh, near Akron, Ohio. And because uh, that's just I-76, Interstate 76. Uh, well, it's April, and uh, that means construction season is in full bloom here in Ohio and across the Midwest, of course. And the oversized object actually became stuck as it sat on the back of a tractor trailer, became stuck between two concrete retaining walls as it was going around a curve. Uh, incredible. Uh, I was actually, see, Sunday I was coming home from uh, south. Well, I was coming home from south of Canton, uh, so I was on 77. So I was uh, well, let's see, I was, I think, uh, I, was, I kind of went through the area, I suppose, but uh, didn't go on 76. So I didn't get to see that. But uh, in the chat room, I've thrown a picture 
of this large black dome object that's sitting on the back of a tractor trailer. It was going around a curve there in the two concrete uh, barrier walls. Got wedged. Got caught. And you could call it, uh, as it was called in the local media as well, Akron's Suez Canal. Traffic was backed up uh, for a few miles. It's pretty busy on Sunday on the freeway uh, as uh, we were headed north that uh, afternoon. Probably, I'm trying to remember what time that happened. I think we uh, we beat that. I think it happened after we went through the area. Uh, the act, the uh, object was later unwedged. I don't know how they did it. Probably moved the concrete barriers back. And the load made it out of the area. And a lot of people were curious. What was the object? People were taking a picture of this. It was on social media. Uh, well, it turns out the Ohio State Highway Patrol learned from the driver that the object was not a UFO. Uh, it was an industrial furnace ladle. Uh, you know those giant big bowls that's hold uh, they hold uh, the molten metal. It pours it out. It looks cool. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's used to uh, manufacture reverse engineered UFOs. Who knows? Maybe that's what it's for. Uh, anyway, again, not the best segue. Anyway, uh, UFOs. And I just talked about how. I really don't think that the threat when we're talking about UAPs and we're seeing all these videos and we actually have uh, government officials arguing about sightings, about UFOs, UAPs. Yeah, government officials. Usually it's it's uh, those of us in the trenches that are yelling that nobody listens to us and that uh, they're hiding information. Uh, now they're the ones that are talking about it more than we are. Uh, but again, I don't think it's a, a credible threat, and I say that as the uh, host of a small little paranormal show here in the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. Uh, but not everybody agrees with me. Uh, remember uh, two weeks ago, I talked about uh, Dr. Michio Keku, who had been doing uh, some public relations interviews for his new book. That came out uh, two weeks ago. The God Equation. And he's uh, he usually does hit the uh, talk show circuit. And does a lot of interviews when he gets a book com- coming out. He's had a lot of books coming out uh, over the course of the last uh, well, decade or so. Uh, he's one of the more popular scientists that uh, actually talk about UFOs and aliens. Uh, he's written some books about that topic. And, you know, it's, it's good to have a scientist... That's talking about this stuff. And uh, I don't know what happened between two weeks ago and this week. uh, But this is probably the zaniest, craziest interview I've ever read from uh, Michio ever. And I've been following this guy for quite a while. Before he was really a household name with people. Before he was on Ancient Aliens. I still can't believe that. Um, And uh, he said that uh, a couple weeks ago. He said that while this discovery of many new planets in the last few years has increased our chances of finding intelligent life out there, uh, it might not be a good idea to try and contact them. Uh, He said, uh, quote, there are some colleagues of mine that believe we should reach out to them. I think that's a terrible idea, unquote. Uh, 
And uh, that's not the first time he said that. And that's not the first time uh, other scientists have said that. Uh, we've talked about that in shows past, how uh, a lot of people, uh, Stephen Hawking uh, was very adamant about that. Let's not talk about, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Could be bad news for us, especially where we are technologically. Uh, I mean, 20 years ago, we didn't have cell phones. And now people can't live without those things. Uh, we're not very advanced. We're not as advanced as we think we are. And if you're talking about a, a civilization that can go across uh, galaxies, go across the universe, traverse wormholes, whatever they're doing, uh, to get to this little floating ball, uh, they're a little bit more advanced than we are, at least when it comes to uh, traveling, transportation, for that matter. And... Uh, so yeah, he doesn't think that it's a good idea, but he's back in the news this week as he actually makes a prediction, which I always think is dangerous when these, uh, scientists make these kind of predictions. It's not the first time I've heard this though, uh, that humans will make contact with aliens by the end of the century. That's a long ways away. Um, but uh, is he just trying to get more headlines to sell a few more books? I think so. I think uh, book sales were a little sluggish, and he uh, had a voice's opinion on something. So uh, this prediction comes at the heels of the recently leaked UAP night vision footage of the triangle, which, again, I talked about last week. Uh, he says the footage is proof. Yes, he used the word proof. Uh, of secret government technology or proof of life beyond our planet. I don't know which one he believes in more, uh, but he does say, quote, I think it can no longer be ruled out. The question of extraterrestrial visitation. It used to be that only crackpots, hucksters, and people who saw something because they were in a drunken haze. They were the people that most people thought were the ones saying they had encountered a flying saucer. I think we have to take them seriously. I'm a physicist. We believe in things that are testable, reproducible, and falsifiable. In the past, they couldn't be tested. It was just an eyewitness account. But now we have videotapes from the U.S. military. Physicists now have analyzed these graphs frame by frame, and we realize that no known commercial or military vehicle can reproduce the gyrations and the velocity of these objects. Either they are secret military weapons like hypersonic drones or they're from outer space. Unquote. Uh, a lot to unpack there. Uh, but yeah, he's, it's true. Uh, 20, 30 years ago, uh, people who th thought about UFOs or talked about UFOs were thought to be uh, poor, uneducated people in trailer parks. I'll say it. That's what people thought of people who believed in UFOs. Uh, people who were uneducated, people who couldn't provide for themselves, uh, people who were, weren't uh, the more intelligent people. Uh, and, of course, that's been challenged by a lot of people, such as Stanton Friedman um, and a lot of other educated people who have gone into this field in the last uh, few decades. But uh, again, things have changed and the attention has been gotten by the general public a little bit more uh, because you got to admit 
Uh, it was a small, small segment of people that believed in this stuff in the in the 80s and 90s. And throughout the years, all these hoaxes, uh, photos showing up in the 40s and 50s. Uh, some people believed in it. Some people didn't. Uh, a lot of these things were thought to be hoaxes. They just couldn't be proven, or they were proven, to be flying hubcaps or uh, photographs of lights taken uh, to fool people with stories that didn't make any sense. Uh, so this is, uh, it's kind of been a change. And, I, you know, I've talked about this, how it's, uh, there is a change. There is a change in the tide of belief that it's uh, no longer uh, those of us who are crackpots in the, in the trenches talking about these, these things. It's actually government officials and the government reaching out for help, which is, uh, I don't know if that's scary or misleading uh but it's uh, it is refreshing and a lot of people have always wanted to have disclosure yes disclosure and i've always said uh, even before all this stuff that uh, i don't think the government knows as much as what people think they do and i think we're giving them way too much credit for uh hiding and reverse engineering and um Moving UFOs and aliens around the country from, uh, you know, uh, Dayton to uh, wherever to cover up uh, their tracks. I don't think they're that smart. And the amount of people, yeah, you can compartmentalize things all day. Um, but, you know, a big thing like that would eventually get out. It, would only, it wouldn't be a couple of people uh, whose stories kind of uh, go against each other. Uh, but... Um, here we are. That the, again, the tides have turned, and Michio feels that with our recent technological advancements, we have uh, become better at searching for potential intelligent life. And I think uh, these advancements really come from our, our planet-seeking technology, and which is really scary because on Halloween. This year, which uh, I'm really looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this since before the show even started. Back in 2008, uh, the uh, James Webb Space Telescope finally going to be launched. Hopefully everything goes off without a hitch this year. Now, when that thing launches, uh, you're going to hear a lot more about deep space and about uh, potential alien planets. And I think that... James Webb Telescope is going to discover more potential life-bearing exoplanets than anything uh, the Hubble Telescope has been able to do. Uh, this is going to be a really big advancement. Granted, it's going to take a few months, uh, but I'm excited about that. And I think you'll hear uh, Michio talk about that in the, in the near future, and that's really going to help us. That's going to be the big technological advancement. Uh, but... Uh, in the last decade and a half, two decades, we've seen a huge influx of the discovery of these planets. Uh, so about these aliens, Michio says, quote, I think there's a good likelihood that in this century we'll make contact with an alien civilization. And how do we know this? Because we're getting better at scanning planets in outer space for radio signals. So I would expect that if they're advanced that they could reach the Earth from outer space. They're probably thousands of years ahead of us in technology, in which case 
we're like squirrels to them. What do we have to offer? Gold? No, gold is a rather useless metal for an extraterrestrial. We really have nothing to offer them. And if anything, uh, they've been observing us for many years. And if they wanted to make contact, they would have done so decades ago. Unquote. Uh, that's kind of a scary thought process. And, you know, a lot of people have said this, that, uh, you know, why haven't they made contact or they have made contact and uh, you've had, uh, uh, seems like the sixties and, and seventies were about the abductions. Uh, a lot of abductees came out in that time period and, uh, it seems like that was at its height. We don't hear too much of that anymore. Uh, anymore people are just uh, psychically in tune with aliens anymore so i'm not sure how that works um, but you know people said that we need to clean up our act that they, these aliens are watching us and they're observing us uh, maybe that's true and uh, i don't know when they're ready to step in ready to uh, acknowledge us if they are in fact watching us but uh, it's really weird that uh, you would travel all this way and then go, eh, let's turn around. Let's not bother with these people. I mean, realistically speaking, you know, I've always thought that if UFOs were real, they're not driven by flesh and blooded creatures. You know, we send out probes, and I would think that uh, any intelligent uh, civilization would also do the same thing. So I don't think they're really watching us. I don't think they're really here. Um, well, maybe they're watching us through uh, a delayed video. Uh, and speaking of being abducted, uh, Michio jokingly said, well, I, I kind of hope it's jokingly said. Uh, he says, quote, the next time you are kidnapped by a flying saucer, uh, for God's sake, steal something. I don't care if it's an alien chip, an alien paperclip, steal something. There's no law against stealing from an extraterrestrial civilization. No law whatsoever. And you'll have bragging rights, something that we can test in the laboratory. That would end the debate right then and there. Unquote. Um, I'm not sure. You know, Michio is 76 years old. Uh, obviously, he nor I, nor probably anybody listening to the show, unless you're a baby, uh, will live to see the end of the century. That's a long way away. Um, I don't know, maybe medical technology, maybe. Maybe my brain will be in a computer by then. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, if it happens between now and then, that would be great. That would uh, far exceed a lot of expectations that have been said in the last 30, 40 years that uh, would probably take hundreds, if not thousands of years that uh, we would be able to uh, make contact with uh, a far-reaching civilization that is intelligent because of the distance involved and our technological limitations. Uh, but if we were able to see uh, with these telescopes, uh, we just got to figure out how to uh, uh, send signals through space. And of course, we would probably do that with lasers because lasers rule. And uh, yeah, I, I guess you could throw Bigfoot in that mix as well. That uh, we might be able to uh, 
discover Bigfoot. You know, a lot of people think Bigfoot's the, the alien, and we'd solve two mysteries in one, and maybe we could hitch a ride with Bigfoot through the interdimensional realm and get to the alien civilization. Wouldn't that be great? A package deal. We discover Bigfoot and aliens all on the same day, and we go to another planet. That would make a good movie. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, Michio, I don't know. Um, sometimes he gets a little carried away, and i kind of concerned a little bit with his mental health. I know that sounds mean, but uh, he does wrap it up rather nicely. But telling people to steal things on a ship, I, I, I don't know. I, he's kinda, I guess he's always been that way on uh, Ancient Aliens. He said some kind of things that made me cringe as a science, uh, science believer. Uh, but anyway... We'll keep an eye on him, and uh, hopefully he's okay, and uh, hopefully he gets some book sales and makes a little uh, makes some S's with uh, vertical lines through them. Anyway, but as for me, I'll see you next week. But for now, keep your eyes in the skies, your ears in the woods, the hair standing on the back of your neck, and always keep your mind slightly ajar. And above all else, don't stop. Believe in. For the Paranormal News Insider, this is Dr. Brian D. Parsons reporting.